Good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. The show that we talk about life's problems that may break or tear hearts apart. On Reconnect My Heart, we discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call me at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. Or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. Or you can go to our chat room, which is available right now on our website, where you can send your questions, comments, or even prayer requests. Also, for those who may want to see the video version of our podcast, feel free to go to brotherprater.com forward slash reconnect my heart. When you go to brotherprater.com, you will see reconnect my heart live now. Click on there you'll be able to see us along with those who may be on social media just go to my page brother prater and you'll be able to see us there first of all i want to thank each and everyone who are tuned in and thank you thank you thank you for your continued prayers and support today i want to talk about something that may be kind of different or unusual sometimes um we don't talk about this particular subject but it's very important for those that know next week will be Thanksgiving and this is the time that we get into the if you want to say holiday festivities with uh, family gatherings and sometimes you may run into family members you haven't seen in a long time there are some that are plotting and planning to have a huge gathering. There are people who are looking forward to this time. But then there are others. They're trying to avoid it like the plague. Because unfortunately, there are some that's looking forward to the festivities and the gatherings and the fellowship of family members but then there are others you care less you see them or not and that's what we want to talk about today we want to talk about just bracing yourself for the holiday foolishness point blank (laughs) you know one of the things I often think about Back in the day when I was growing up, we had family gatherings and it was something about when Big Mama was around. People were on their best behavior. When Big Mama was around, there are people, no matter what kind of lifestyle that you were in, no matter what type of uh, sin you were in, it's something about when you got into the presence of grandmama or granddaddy. You didn't smoke around them. You didn't curse. You would say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. You were just straight-A student. You were 
a heaven sent angel when you were around grandmama. But then it seemed like when grandmama died, it seemed like the family just went phew. It seemed like the family just don't care anymore. You know, grandmama was the glue in the family. And not saying she was in all the families, but in a family, there is a glue in that family. There's someone that keeps the family together. There's someone that becomes the mediator between those that had conflict, those who had problems. No matter what type of situation that was going on amongst family, grandmama will always make sure, hey, look here. You better be over here. I don't care what happened between y'all two. Number one, y'all family. And you better get along. That's what grandma will say. Matter of fact, there was a movie, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was Soul Food back in the 90s. Soul Food, they had the gathering. They had the big food, the huge family. But then, eventually, when grandmama died, no one took the torch. No one took the family's baton and let what grandmama did pass on down to them and someone else filled in grandmama's shoes. We don't have that hardly anymore. So now, what do we do? We need to get back to our roots. You know, right now, and this is not getting off the sub well it is getting off the subject a little bit but it's gonna come back around but right now we have to realize life is too short life is too short this is the holiday season and I know between Thanksgiving and New Year's Eve there are many days that's over 60 days for us to be able to come together plot and plan excuse me that is over 30 days but for us to plot and plan, let's look at, you know what, let's see what we can do. And like I said, there are some, and to each his own, different people, different people and different personalities, everybody may be different. In my family, they always call me the peacemaker. You know, they always, we always trying to put people back together, you know. Uh, I'm talking about within family. I ain't talking about as far as dating or marriage or anything like that. But, yeah, you always trying to be the peacemaker, you know. You always trying to make sure everybody do right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because, like I said, life is too short. Life is too short for us to be able to just deal with the foolishness and drama. And there are so many people, get this, there are so many people that are right now, instead of them planning to come together, they don't, want, they don't even want to deal with their family. Now, true enough, this year is going to be a little bit different than the rest because of the pandemic. Well, true enough, we may not be able to be around each other physically, but um, what about that phone call? Now, matter of fact, now because of modern technology 
we can get on Zoom, we can get on any other platform, video platform, for us to be, be able to see and contact each other through the internet. That's, look, that's cool, but that also eliminates the excuses. Eliminate the excuses, true enough. Like I said, those who those who are taking this pandemic seriously, hey, thank God for you. And this is a serious, serious thing. People are people are getting sick. People are dying. Matter of fact, they're saying now that there's an increase. If I'm not mistaken, um, they told me my brother told me that in El Paso, the hospital full to this capacity. Is full. So, true enough, we may not be able to have the traditional Thanksgiving or even Christmas holiday season like we used to. But on the other hand, just because there's an absence of our presence doesn't mean that there should be an absence of our presence. And who is the present? It's us. We should not be absent in their life, in the life of those that we love, but also those who love us. So, being able to prepare ourselves for those, regardless if you're going to see them virtually or physically, we may run into some family or friends that you may have something against that you may not agree with a certain lifestyle. Or there may have been something between you all that that's unsettled. But we always gotta remember we supposed to be family. Supposed to be. Supposed to be. Now one of the things we have to remember just because you hey, there may be something that may be unsettled or maybe something that's unresolved that doesn't or that shouldn't allow us to not love each other respect each other now true enough you may or may not even agree with what they say they may not even agree with you but there should be a common denominator other than love is blood also, let's be real. You can love them. You can forgive them. But that doesn't mean that you have to trust them. That's something that many people or many of us don't really talk about, even pertaining to family. Hey, but they supposed to be family. That's fine and dandy, but you became aware now. So what happens? You may have to establish boundaries. But one of the things I think about there's the episode of Good Times and JJ was dating this young lady that had some uppity parents meaning they felt like they were their daughter was too good for JJ and JJ living in the projects with his family he was a good artist and so when JJ came out the bedroom and he realized that the girl uppity parents were there in the living room and he said he realized oh they were there he said well I guess I'll go back to my room or somewhere 
And James, the father, said, wait a minute. Uh-uh. You're not going anywhere for nobody. This is your house. This is your place. Even though there was a sitcom, that really resonated to my spirit. Because a lot of times we avoid things. A lot of times we hide or we run. And that's our house. And so what we have to look at is, hey, that's my family. Oh, hey, that's your family. Nobody should keep you away from your family. Or you shouldn't let anybody keep you away from your family. And you shouldn't keep anybody away from their family. And like I said, it goes both ways. It goes two ways. Nobody should alienate you from family. Not physically, mentally, emotionally or even spiritually so we have to remember when it boils down to it family is all we got see we can replace a significant other but we can't replace family now like I said there are some that you may have a, a closer rapport you may have a better rapport with some but when it boils down to it, that's your family. That's my family. And so what we have to do, we just have to prepare ourselves. First of all, we have to prepare ourselves spiritually. <laughs> you know, sometimes we take family for granted. Being honest, we take family for granted. Well, you know, um, I know if I get ready to see a friend of mine, hey, I'm going to prepare myself. Hey. That's fine that I can see them, but we don't prepare ourselves for family. You know, there are a lot of family secrets. There are a lot of family issues that's swept under the rug. We don't talk about it. We don't address it. And being honest with you, especially, especially certain issues, it's better left unsaid. But that's not doing ourselves a disservice. That's not doing ourselves justice. That's not helping the situation or helping or protecting the person. It's hurting the person. It may seem helpful in the short term. It may seem helpful right now. But the long term consequences may be very detrimental. Maybe something that, you know what? Mm. It may be hard for them to recover from. You never know what a person deal with. And I found out, even though they're a family, certain people don't share everything with their family. You don't know what goes on in a person's life or in a person's mind. You don't understand the thoughts that some people may have. Sometimes we just take it for granted. Oh, well, you know what? They are right. Good example. A lot of people may have uh, preachers or pastors in their family. And we see them, and we see the minister that's in the family, the pastor in the family. We're like, okay. And then we see their children, and we automatically assume because their father is the pastor, oh, they got it all together. Their father is the pastor, well, you know, they got somebody that they can go to. 
and not realizing that might be the main one that may be going something and they may not feel that they can go to their parent. Even though their parent may be knowledgeable of the word of God, that's fine and dandy. But just because the parent is knowledgeable of the word of God does not mean that that child is knowledgeable of the word of God. We make so much assumptions. And I understand it because, you know what? I did the same thing growing up. You know, we think, oh, you know, that person dated the pastor or the bishop. Oh, okay. Yeah. And we think of that person when tough time come, oh, they can get a prayer through. But when they grow up, they be the main one that avoid going to church. Why? Because a lot of times we just see what's going on on the outside. We see them at church and all this stuff. But on the other hand, we don't see what goes on behind closed doors where their father is doing all they can for God's people. And God's people are the ones that's screwing them. It's being honest. I'm telling you now as an adult what I see. And also I've dealt with a lot of people that were PK or preacher's kids or pastor kids that come back and say, you know what, I ain't going to church. It ain't because of God. They got a relationship with God. They just don't have a relationship with God's people. Why? Because some of God's people have messed over God's servant, their father. So, you never know what a person is going through right here. And so that also goes in tune with what was going on in our family's life. You know, a lot of times we just think, oh, that person, uh, that family member, uh, you know, ain't nothing wrong. They just spoil. Ain't nothing wrong with them. Uh, they just acting up, not realizing we're going to be able to identify the problems or the issues in somebody else's life. But when it comes down to our own family, even though they may have the same traits and the same characteristics of the person problem that you're able to identify that's not your family, but when it comes down to looking at them and your family, you just brush it off. Oh, they'll be all right. Hey, if I can go through it and get over it, so can they. Uh-uh. So, we don't give the same grace to certain family members that we give to those who are not our family. We don't give the same grace to those who are our family members that we want for ourselves. That's something we got to think about. So in preparing ourselves, we have to be able to first pray and ask God to set the scene. Because you know what? You can't avoid people. And, and the people that you avoid, come to find out the people that you avoid are the main ones that sometimes God wants you to encounter. There may be a word from you to them it may be a word from them to you. Or it may be a word that God want to give to the both of y'all. Where you got one part, they got the other part. Y'all put it together and ah, the idea. How to say that light bulb moment. Hmm. You'd be surprised right now. Some people, they ain't seen some of their family members since the last funeral. There are some family members. <laughs> we talk about toxic relationships and all that stuff. There are some toxic relationships within the family. 
And the thing is, when things are not addressed, it doesn't go away. It gets worse. You know? And I think, I, I really I really don't like saying my opinion or anything like that, so I'm just going to say it like this. When we leave God out of the equation, when we leave God out of the situation, even within family, it never gets settled the right way. And that's something that we have to be able to listen to as family. And you think about it, it's funny. We'll talk to our friends. We'll develop that friendship, but we don't develop the relationship within our family. We don't sit down. We don't know each other. We don't talk to each other. And I'll be the first one. Those that know me, I don't mind being transparent. Matter of fact, I told um, my two older brothers. I told my two older brothers this year. I said, man, I'm going to have to learn, y'all. And I did. I didn't realize I didn't know them the way that I should, so to speak, until after my sister passed. Because even though it was five of us, <laughs> four boys and one girl, and each one of us may have had our own relationship with each other, and I communicated with all of them, but when it boiled down to it, like, I would talk to, I, I, could, I would talk to my sister more in one week to her more than all three of my brothers combined within a month. All three of my brothers, I can count up how many times I talked to them within a week, excuse me, within a month, all three of them. And it was not as much as I would talk to my sister within one week. That would, but that was just the kind of relationship that we had. It wasn't mean that, you know, I didn't love my brothers. And I don't love them. They love me. But it just that relationship, the relationship that I've had with my sister. So now she's no longer with us. And making myself learning, I'm learning to make myself accessible. Making myself accessible, not just to my brothers, but also to my nephews. My niece got a chance to um, see my nephews last weekend. It was a great, great time. Just coincidental, you know. But got a chance to talk to them, be with them and everything and it was it was good. It was good for me to see them, but also it was good for them to see their uncle. And that's something that I'm learning. You know, even though I might be on videos and all this stuff, I'm not I'm still a reserved. I'm very reserved um, and not real good when it comes down to, um, if you want to say, being in public without an assistant. That assistant being, if it, it was my sister or my son, one or the other. If, it, if I had Sheila with me, oh, she was my ace bone coon. Uh, if I had my son, hey, that's my excuse. You know, I can. You know, be with him and I have him to be over there and all that stuff, you know. But outside of that, I was like a fish out of water. But that was, and it, like I said, nothing, nothing pertaining to any type of freak, but that was just my personality. 
So now me having to learn to get out of my shell, then, you know, I have to ask God to give me the wisdom and the grace to be able to handle certain situations. So with that, I had to bring it in because with family, sometimes we don't know each other. Sometimes we don't know or haven't been aware of the person personality. Now, not only becoming aware of it, but also they mean we got to respect it. We got to respect it. We got to respect people boundaries. And then also sometimes I found that the best way to keep down confusion sometimes leave your comments and you say if your comment's going to benefit, hey, that's good. If it don't, why well, say it? You know, the main thing that we often think about that we just don't accept a lot of times we just look at it well I can say what I want to excuse me I can say what I want to or but you know that that's my that's my brother that's my cousin I say whatever I want to you know you know I, I believe in speaking my mind but we don't use wisdom you know we use wisdom and godly counsel for other people but sometimes not for our own family Sometimes we are very considerate for others, but we're inconsiderate to family. Why? Because we say that family going to always be there. We think that, but sometimes we could be wrong. Sometimes that family may not be there. Now get this, they may be there physically, but they may not be there emotionally or spiritually. But also, there are times where we say that and we take it for granted. But that old saying, here today, gone tomorrow. Now it's here today, gone today. You know, it's so much murder and killing that has transpired. Even um, the other day, we heard about this shooting. It was a shooting, I think, in Georgia. Um, there was a rapper called King Vaughn. And please forgive me if I'm saying their names wrong. Because I'm not I'm not into that kind of music, but they are a human being. This person was killed. And then this past this past week, earlier this week, on <laughs> my route going to work, there was a rapper called King Vaughn that was killed. He was killed. And so this past Friday, um, the rapper Little Little Bose, Little Bootsy, Little Bootsy, Little Bootsy came down to Dallas, which was honoring his protege. He came down here to at the balloon release on Friday, and then Saturday, we heard on the news that somebody was shooting up his van. And then eventually it came out that he got shot in the leg on his birthday. People are losing their mind. But this is the thing. Those are those that made it on the news. Not everything makes the news. There are people that are plotting and planning, getting ready to go to work, and planning on returning back home, but they're not making it back home. 
I want to ask you this. What would happen? Yeah. Uh, Mo3, that's the guy named that was killed on uh, um, I-35. Mo3, the rapper Mo3. Mo3 was killed. And Little Bootsy was coming to the balloon release to honor his protege. <laughs> and Lil Boosie got shot. We living in some perilous times. Now we, you know, we don't like to talk about it, but we have to say it. You know, this is not our permanent home. Eventually, all of us gonna go through, leave this earth, and go to our eternal, uh, go to our eternal home. But are we ready? Now, in that being ready, we can accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. That's fine and dandy. But are we holding on to anything that's hindering us from making it into heaven? Are we hindering anything? Are we hindering our own self from receiving the purpose and the plan that God has for us? Because ultimately, when you think about it, that unforgiveness... That can wreak havoc on you spiritually, mentally, emotionally, financially. Every aspect of your life, it will affect it. And the funny thing about it, sometimes so many people hold on to grudges within family. Within fa I want to speak specifically about the family. We hold on to grudges that mean no hill of beans. It don't make any reference of importance in our life. There are so many people that, are, that has alienated their own families where our cousins haven't seen each other in years. Now when I say cousins, that means two siblings refuse to speak to each other, refuse to make amends, and because of their refusal, their families are the ones that suffer. Their families are the ones that's alienated from each other and their family. And they don't even purposely see each other. They don't see each other. What happened? They don't see each other for years. And then all of a sudden, one day, go to school, fall in love with the little girl. Oh, she's beautiful. And... Some of these kids now, they're not going to wait to bring the kids over to meet the parents in order for them to even get a hug or a date or a kiss. No. <laughs> Sometimes they do all of that mess behind the parents' back. And then eventually, eventually, the parents are found out and they come to find out. You're like, wait a minute. That's who? Wait a minute. You my niece. And you dating your cousin. <laughs> you know, it happens. There are so many stories that we've heard. Like I said, just throughout the years. Just throughout the years. And even, you know, me being at work, I hear so much. And it's not just from the inmates either. I hear from the officers. You know, and I see, I'm like, man, you know, like I said, I can't I can't understand what would make me not acknowledge my love for my loved one. 
But I know not everybody not. I know everybody not me. But I know everybody not not you. But let me ask you this. If there is someone that may be watching who may have some type of disagreement with their with their family or they may have some type of art or some type of situation that's unsettled. Now I can understand if there's a legal issue. Hey, y'all can't be around each other. Hey, there was a restraining order. That's totally honest. I'm not even speaking about that. If there has been some type of violence where somebody threatened to kill you, yet yeah, and family has threatened to kill each other and actually done it. I understand that. I'm not even addressing that. I'm not saying, hey, you break the law just to, uh, you're trying to make amends, you're trying to, uh-uh. No, you do the legal thing. You know, I don't care how you say, well, the, the Bible say, you know, uh, try to extend the olive branch. No, look here, you better obey the laws of the land. <laughs> That's what God wants you to do, you know. So I totally understand that. But on the other hand, that family member that you don't deal with your brother because he stole your tonka toy when you were six years old and you 63. Man, come on. Come on now. You know, <laughs> we don't think about those things that we hold on to. It will actually wreak havoc in our lives. But my question is, is it worth it? It's worth it. Look here. We're not saying if you have to go and have your brother as uh, as a co-sign or you co-sign for your brother house or car. No. But there's nothing wrong with saying hi. There's nothing wrong with how you doing. Are you in the best of health? I'm praying for you. That's it. You ain't got to. Look, you ain't even got to exhibit any trust. Just to say, I'm happy that you're all right. That's it. But what do we do sometimes? Well, you know, he did me wrong, and I hope, I hope God get him. I hope God strike him down. But you think about it. If they actually did you wrong, hey, what if it happened to you? What if God allowed that to happen to you for you? To be the one to bring that family member in. Not just to get them saved. Okay, they could be saved already. And guess what? There are some people that say that they saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost and they were fine. They still act a plum fool. Yes. But just because somebody said they saved don't mean that they delivered. So even though that person did you wrong, that family member did you wrong. What if God allowed it so that way not only that'll be a teachable moment for them but it'd be a teachable moment for you of what God can do through you. We always say, oh God, use me. God, I want to be in your will. Well, what if? What if it was God's will for you to go through that for the bigger picture to be that there will be healing in your family. What if? Just possibility. Hey, they're just conversation. Think about it. Let me ask you this. Right now, how would you feel if that family member died? 
died. What type of regret would you have if you, oh, well, you know, I should have went on. I, I should have. I should have called them, or I should have said I love them. You know, it's funny. Sometimes we do say I love you to our family members. Excuse me, to our friends, even our coworker. Hey, all right, take care. I love you. I love you. You know, we say those things. But sometimes we don't say it to the one that really needs it. You know, there's an old saying. Um, matter of fact, it was uh. Snoopy they said it about uh Lucy. Lovable was it buggable but huggable. <laughs> buggable but huggable. There are some family members that'll get on your last good nerve. I know that. I know that. There are some family members I'm like, oh boy. But sometimes you have to make yourself accessible to deal with to deal with someone to deal with people that may just need a word. And we look, we can minister the people overseas. Or hallelujah, we can. Or God gave me a word to give you, but when you give that same word to that loved one that's related to you. Hmm. We ask God to send us. Where to go? Send it to that mission field. Send us to that person that he wants you to talk to, to minister to. God, he, you, we want God to use us and work through us. And God say, okay, pick up the phone and call that brother you haven't spoken to in a while, or call that sister you haven't spoken to in a while. Is there somebody else, God? Is there somebody else? And see, God told us to give a word to that loved one, but we see somebody else that may be in the same situation, and we tell them what thus says the Lord. And it may be helpful to them, but it's not what God told you to do. He told you to go there. And just, like I said, this conversation, hey, but we have to be ready because Thanksgiving around the corner. <laughs> Christmas is around the corner. Christmas, that's the period where we're supposed to, you know, commemorate the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Hey, giving thanks for family and friends. But if the church doors is welcomed for whoever, and remember this, the church doors, which is the church as the building, anybody can walk in to hear a word. The church is inviting for everybody. You're welcome to come on in. The doors are open. The ushers will walk you in to be seated. Now, if the building, the church, which is the building, is open for people who may need it to hear from God, what about the individual, the real church? Will we be willing to give the word to that person? 
because just like the building, the church, it ain't for the perfect person. It's for everybody because we all are imperfect. Now, true enough, I'm going to throw this out there. I know some people say, well, the Bible, the Bible say, uh, be ye perfect, for I am perfect, which is true. But what does that mean? That means mature. So for those who may say, well, ain't no perfect person. Oh, look here. No excuses. That's what we need to do. We need to stop giving excuses. Giving excuses for failure. Giving excuses for foolishness. Giving excuses for imperfection. It's time for us to be about our father's business. It's time for us to be mature enough to say, you know what? Now it's time for growth. Don't allow anything or anybody stop you from becoming the man and lady that God called for you to be. Even if it means to forgive that family member that did you wrong, that pissed you off, that just, they, they, they did you dirty. That's that's what we got to do. We got to be mature enough. Whenever things, whenever things happen to us, we're going to either learn from it, grow from it, or allow it to stump our growth. We can't allow anything to stop us from becoming the men and lady that God called for us to be. Even if he used someone that's close to us. Even if he used someone that's related to us. Are you going to fall for the devil's traps? Are you going to fall for his okie doke? Are you going to fall for his mess? Because that's all it is. It's just mess, foolishness. But see, are we going to participate in it? Or what? Are we going to try to give out that olive branch to help that brother or that sister? That's something we got to think about. Oh, we're going to hear. Hmm. That's a problem. I don't know what happened. That dirty devil. I don't know what happened, but sound like uh, I can't hear myself. Well, either way, I'm going to keep on recording. I don't know what's going on, but Either way, for those who are able to hear me, I hope you're able to continue to hear me. But um, right now, we have to keep on going in life. And you know what? Like I always say, I look at it like this. The devil just upset. The devil just upset that this conversation is going on. Because anytime we talk about healing, wholeness, or deliverance, the devil doesn't like that. So what? What are you going to do about it? That's something we have to think about. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? So with that, when God have an assignment for us, do it. That assignment may be that brother, that sister. It might be that family member. And you know what? Like I said, sometimes God will even use people that are related to us. God will use those that are close to us. And true enough, it may be difficult, but remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you or who gives you the ability. But always remember this, that's an assignment. That's an assignment. Don't take it personal. But remember that God would not allow it to happen if he didn't equip you for it. God would not allow that to happen 
if he didn't already give you victory, he just wants you to follow the play. He wanted you to follow the play so that way you can get that touchdown. You can help your brother or sister, that cousin or whatever. That old saying, am I my brother's keeper? Yes, you are. So that's something we have to think about. What can we do in the eyesight of God that will help us to become that person that God wants us to be? And also, not only for us to grow from it, but also to learn from it. Because I found out the things that you go through in life is not only for your benefit, but it's also for the benefit of those within your purpose. You know, um, it's such a dynamic thing for healing to happen, especially within family. Especially. See, the devil does not like family. The devil loves the division. The devil loves confusion. So who better that he will use than family to not only tear up you, but tear up your purpose to make you become somebody that you're not? The devil knows that there is strength in numbers. So if there is strength in numbers, then what is he going to try to do? He's going to try to destroy the fabric of the church, which is what? The family. He's trying to destroy something that's sacred. But also what we have to do, we can't fall for that okie doke. So when it boils down to it, as we prepare ourselves, number one, don't you, don't you refuse the call of reaching out to your family, reaching out to those that love you. You may not can stand them, but find out why. You know, and I'm gonna say, I'm gonna be honest with you. Even if it take professional help, get some counseling. Nothing wrong with that. And I know being on some people. Well, you know, we don't do that. Oh, if, if you do that, then that means that you don't trust God. No, look here. There are people that are licensed physicians or licensed therapists that are Christian-based, that can help. That doesn't mean that you don't trust God. That means that you're wise enough to seek professional help, legal help. Just get some help. But how long are you going to hold on to it? Are you waiting for the other person to make a move? But I remember in the Bible, it does tell us, if you have an art against your brother, you leave your gift at the altar and you go to your brother. And that brother could be sister or whoever, a person. But also in the same token, the rose over verse, it also says if you think that somebody has something against you, you leave your gift at the altar before you present it and you go to that person. But what do we do? Let's be real. What do we do? The first thing we'll do, we'll say, well, you know, we're going to let God handle it. And God said, uh-uh, I told you to handle it. We put we put so much responsibility on God. And God said, look here, I've given you everything pertaining to life and godliness. I have given you the power and authority. So we saying we're waiting on God. And God said, you're lying. You ain't waiting on me. You're just lazy. You don't want to do it. And let's be honest. Let's be honest. Do you want to do it? If you want to do it, do it. But are you stalling 
Are you stalling for them to make a move? You say you trust God. You say, oh, God going to have to do it. Do you really want God to do it? Because if God telling you to do it now, and you, well, I'm going to wait on God. I'm going to wait on God. You're lying. I'm going to say it like, we as Christians, we lie so much and throw stuff on God, and we throw stuff on the devil too. Well, the devil, no, that wasn't the devil. That was you. Well, you know, you just don't understand. True enough, I may not understand. But like I said, if you are not physically harmed or threatened, if there's no legal action that's pending where y'all not supposed to be in the same area or can't communicate, then what's the big deal? Because what happens the next time y'all see each other is at a funeral or the funeral and you have to live with a life full of regret. It's not worth it. It's not. And let's be honest. A lot of us, we say that and they, we say that we save and love the Lord and all that stuff. I'm a realistic person. We need to stop the foolishness. Stop the games. We lie to ourselves. We lie to people and we giving Christianity a bad name. Just point blank. It's more respectful to deal with a person that said, no, I ain't going to do it. Uh-uh. Yeah. Now that's understandable. <laughs> that's totally understandable. At least you're honest. You ain't going to do it. Okay, you ain't going to do it. Well, you know, that's fine then. That's you. But on the other hand, when it boiled down to, well, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, well, you, 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 you just don't understand. Well, okay. That's that. I want to make sure that um, this is working properly. But we just need to go ahead and just be honest. We need to go ahead and just be honest, be real with ourselves. Let's cut the knickknack. Let's go ahead and just do things. That's right. And that is requiring us to ask God to help us and equip us for when that time comes. So that way, when, when that time comes, we'll know exactly not just what to say, but most importantly, be able to listen. Be able to listen to not only what's being said, but hearing what is not said. God may be revealing something. And you know what the funny thing about it? Sometimes God would God would send people to listen to. And those are the ones that had hurt us in the past. You know, is it look here, it's easy to minister to somebody that's already saved. It's easy to minister to someone who's hurting. But it's hard to minister to the person that hurts you. It's hard, it's harder to minister to someone that hurts you that so happen to be within family. Yeah, I mean, I have some transparent people around here, but I believe in being real. And like I said, we say we love the Lord. We say, you know, all the plots and plans that God has for us. But are we really wanting to do what God has assigned us to do? And you know what? You'd be surprised. What they did, we shouldn't charge them for it. I often think about when Jesus was on the cross. 
And he looked at those who had hurt him, who um, crucified him, talked bad about him and all. He said, Father, forgive them for he know them, for they know not what they do. I mean, you think about it. Jesus is going to get ready to die. I mean, physically die. And the most important thing that a person can say is in their last dying hour. And if Jesus was not mentioning himself, he was mentioning the needs of others. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. They don't understand what they're doing. But because of what they're doing, it's part of your plan. It's part of your plan for me to get to my purpose. <laughs> it's part of your plan for them to crucify me for me to get to my purpose in life. Hmm. Something to think about, huh? Well, what if what they did to you, it may be hurtful. It might have been embarrassing. But forgive them. They know not what they did. But we have to realize also, it really wasn't them. It was the spirit working within them. Why? Because we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. There's a spirit that's operating inside of them that might have made him have a temporary insanity. But you know what? You think about it. If it wasn't for God and his grace and mercy over your life, you would have been worse. I ain't gonna lie to you. There are some moments that we might have had in our life. If it wasn't for God, grace, and mercy, we probably would have been in the pen right about now. Or in the graveyard. So, <laughs> we all, at some point of our life, need grace, need forgiveness. Need forgiveness from something or from somebody. But you know what? Let us do what God has for us to do. Because like I said, us holding on to unforgiveness, it ain't worth it. And one thing we all talk about, what is unforgiveness? Unforgiveness is willfully holding on to a resentment or to something that God does not want you to do. Holding on to something from or towards somebody. Having an animosity. And what does create that unforgiveness when it's held on to it creates anger it creates hatred it creates hatred animosity and then you begin to start plotting and planning retaliation you know it's not worth it unforgiveness unforgiveness it's like when we hold on to unforgiveness it's like me drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Me thinking if I hold on to that unforgiveness, they're going to suffer. No, you're suffering. You're suffering mentally, physically, emotionally, every aspect of your life, every aspect pertaining to every part of your relationships with other people will be affected. Everything about you will be affected when you're holding on to unforgiveness. Every aspect pertaining to you will be affected. No relationship is going to work out effectively 
Now, to you, it might work out 90%, but it could be 100%. It might be 85%. It's still a passing grade, but it's not to its fullest capacity. And also, you'll be shortchanging that person. So, holding on to unforgiveness, it ain't worth it. But also, on the same token, throwing it out there. Somebody withdrawing you from your family, oh, they crazy. Yeah. That's not it. That's not even biblically sound. When people willfully, that's witchcraft. Anybody that's gonna control you, look at God doesn't even control you. He gave you free will, but the devil, the devil, he is controlling. The devil is manipulative. The devil is into witchcraft. That's something we have to think about. But it ain't worth it. Now, I mentioned several times about praying. Praying to God set the scene. Praying to God to help you. Regardless if y'all see each other physically or see each other virtually. Even if you just say, how you doing? And meaning, how you doing? No. <laughs> We we just have to grow up. There's a lot of gray-haired babes around here. <laughs> Being honest with you, sometimes we just act so childish. So childish. And it ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. But along with that, asking God to set the scene, asking God to set the scene for us to be able to um, resolve some things. And like I said, there's nothing wrong with receiving their forgiveness. No wrong even asking for forgiveness. But also understanding for those who may have hurt somebody, you got to be mature enough to recognize you may have to earn that trust over again. And even though that one simple act, it might have been years ago, and you may feel like, well, shuck, they tripping over that, you know? Uh, oh, why, you know, uh, it, it, it ain't called for all that. But when a person have had their trust violated, you, no one has the right except for the person that the trust it belongs to. Nobody has the right to dictate how long it takes for them to allow you to rebuild or if they uh, uh, choose to allow you to rebuild. That's part of the consequence you got to accept. You have to do that. You know, a 15 minute act of foolishness can tear down what took a lifetime of trust to build but in rebuilding or gaining the trust back it may take two or three lifetimes for it to be rebuilt but if you truly love that person are you willing to wait until it's rebuilt over again just being real like I said we're just conversating just conversating you have to be mature enough to accept that but also asking God as you begin to pray for the scene ask God to first help you to not be in your feelings or your emotions ask God to set the scene ask God to help them and then also, and ask God to help them. Ask God to help you to be able to see 
or hear what he wants you to hear. Not hearing or bringing up the past, not even thinking about the past, but think about the future. Think about the need. Think about the needs of that person. What if what they did, what if there was a cry for help? Hmm. Something to think about. And also, give God thanks for the outcome before you even see each other. Pray and ask God. There's nothing wrong with reaching out. Especially now, we got technology. We can call, we can text, we can video chat. We can do so much. So, if you choose to text, there's nothing wrong with Happy Thanksgiving. Happy birthday. You know what I mean? Like I said, I, I, I don't I don't try to figure out the mind of people. My responsibility is trying to ask God to help me to have the mind of Christ. And that's your responsibility. And not for you to compare yourself to anybody and not saying some people, oh you you had like you had like uh 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 you ain't never seen you ain't like, people like that. Mm. <laughs> they they got some own, they got their own issues. Pray for them and go on, but you want to grow, but don't let anybody stop your growth. So along with that, prepare yourself. And you know what? As the holidays approach, there, there don't have to be any foolishness. The foolishness happen is when things are ignored. The foolishness happen when things are brushed or pushed under the rug. That's where the foolishness happened at. <laughs> we don't acknowledge the elephant in the room. And also, if you did wrong someone, admit it. Well, you know, I, 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 you know, I I'm sorry. What are you sorry for? Well, if I did anything to offend you, no, you know what you did. We need to, we need to conf confess and simply means saying the same thing God said about a situation. But also we have to acknowledge, you know what? Um, hey, I, I just want to tell you the other day um, I sold your car and I was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. Okay, I admitted what I did. Not know, well, you know, we all fall short, you know. And, and this is my pet peeve. I hate when people try to throw scripture that's out of context and bring it up. Uh-uh. Get out of my face with that, man. You're lying. <laughs> well, you know, ain't nobody perfect, you know. The Bible say love covers a multitude of faults. Man, get out of here, man. You ain't right. Just be honest. So, that's <laughs> that's basically it. That's basically it, you know. Um, I see somebody on the line. I'm going to see if I can... Oh, they hung up. Um... I'm going to see if I can get them online. But um, I guess once once I figure out what the problem is, then I'm going to see if I can um, have this posted up. But I'm just glad to be here one more time. 2020, it has really been an eye-opening experience for us. But in the midst of that, God allowed us to be alive and God allowed us one more time to come together.
for us to be able to huh, not just enjoy, but we're, we're suffering, we're suffering, but we're not suffering without Christ. Christ is going to help us to get over this and get through this. But also, as much we need Christ, but we also need each other. We need family. We need friends. We need each other. You know, um, I believe it was by Kurt Franklin. I need you to survive. I pray for you. You pray for me. We all are part of God's family. We need each other. And especially when we come down to family. You know, not everybody's replaceable. And so, with that being said, we're going to get ready to uh, ask if there's anyone who may have any uh, prayer requests or may have any issues. You're welcome to address them at this time. I hope and pray that you all have a safe, safe weekend. I hope and pray that there might have been something to make you consider getting out of your feelings, getting out of your comfort zone to extend that olive branch. You don't have to have no long conversation. You don't have to... What? First of all, let's, let's speak from your heart. You don't have to worry about no formality or anything like that. Look here, when it comes down to my family members, hey, look here. I'm brother prayed to all that stuff. That's fine at the end of it. Also, I'm uncle. Also, I'm daddy. I'm brother. I'm son. You know, you don't have to find the proper etiquette words to the, no, just hey, hey, how you doing, man? I just want to see how you doing. Man, I appreciate it. That's that. I may be that way, but ultimately, the person that may be waiting on you, they don't want to hear from your mouth, they want to hear from your heart. So allow them to hear from your heart. Pray for them. Pray for people. We pray for so many people. We need to start praying for our families. You know, when it boils down to it, the devil trying to tear up families. Boy, are you going to allow him to tear up yours? Are you going to allow him? Or are you just going you know, to let God deal with it? We always say, Lord, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How God's will on earth gonna be done how God's will that's in heaven gonna be done here on earth through the people on the earth mm -hmm. God worked through people it's just like if I said well God I need 10 million dollars you think God just gonna automatically make 10 million dollars and just put it right on my doorstep uh uh why? Because number one, he ain't gonna run like that. He gonna use people for me to be able to make some money. But also, even let's just say he sent ten million dollars to my doorstep. Bam. Then what happened if I have to report that to the IRS? Chances are I'm gonna be going to jail <laughs> because I'm gonna have to report that. Jesus don't work in anything illegal. So that ends that myth <laughs> but with that being said I hope and pray that you all have a great great weekend and whatever the issue or concerns are we're going to give it to God
we're going to give it to God and leave it there. Ask God to help you mentally prepare yourself to be able to see the person and not only forgive them, but also pray for them and also allow God to work through you to help you get rid of that resentment that you may be having. There is nothing too hard for God. And it might have been you that might have been chosen to go through to deal with, not just for them to get out, but for y'all to get out. Dear Heavenly Father, we're coming to you right now. We thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We're coming to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on tonight. We're coming to you right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. God, we ask you all right now, God, help us, God, those who may have conflict within the family, God. Help relieve, God, every burden, every stress right now, God. What the devil is trying to do to tear up the families, God. We're speaking, God, that you minister to the families right now. In the name of Jesus, remove the hurt, the 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 retaliation, the things that the devil may try to insert into the minds and hearts of God's people, God. Remove it out the way right now. In the name of Jesus, and say about everything you stand for, about every confusion, about every affliction right now. In the name of Jesus, we'll all be speaking, God. Allow this to be a testimony of your work and healing power right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, help us to grow from what we went through, God. But God, we ask you to help us, God, to fulfill the purpose and plan that you have for us right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, those who may be sick, God, touch and heal their bodies right now. From the crown of their head to the sole of their feet right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we're speaking right now, God. That you work everything out right now, God. And God, we thank you, Lord, for your perfect will being done over and in our lives right now. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, for an opportunity to be in your presence one more time, God. We thank you, Lord, for your precious son, Jesus Christ, dying upon the cross for all of our sins, God. And reconciling us to you right now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We cry out to you, God. We say thank you, Lord, for healing our broken hearts right now. Healing our confused mind right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, there are those who may have needs right now, God. God, we speak, God, that you guide them, God. Give them the direction that they need right now, God. And God, we speak, God, for those who may be in this holiday season that may need things, if it's food, if it's supplies right now, God. Even hygiene, God. A hygiene package, God. God, we speaking, God, that you meet the needs, God, and lead us to the place, God, that we need to be at, God, that's going to represent you, God, to fulfill the purpose and plan that you have for us, the assignment that you have for us, God. And God, we speaking, God, that you help those, God, that may be uh, in need of those, may be grieving, God. God, this is the period in many people's lives, God, that they dread, God, of being alone in the holidays, God, grieving in the holiday season, God. So, God, we speaking, God, that that you comfort their broken heart right now. Ease every pain right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done right now, God. Everything you're going to do right now, God. Continuously touch the Lynch family, God. Heal their heart right now, God. Each one of them, God. Individually and collectively, God. And God, we speak and we holding up that family, God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the unity. We thank you, Lord, for the love, even in the midst of this situation right now, God. God, we thank you, Lord, for continuously to comfort Tracy right now, God. Comfort her. Be with her right now, God. In the name of Jesus, the rest of the family, God, touch them, God. 
The siblings, God, touch them, God. The cousins, God, God, touch them, comfort them right now, God. God, we ask you, Lord, to continue God. Even give a strength to the grandmother right now, God, and to the other sisters, God. Nicole, God, and, and uh, God, we speak, God, that you help each and every one of them, God. Each and every one of them right now, God. Comfort them right now, God. In the name of Jesus. Veronica, God, help help her, God, and the kids right now, God. Help them, each and every one of them right now, God. Anyone else that may be grieving right now, God. Comfort, God, be with them right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God. And God, even those who may be dreading these periods, God. We speak, God, that you continuously, not just comfort them in this year, but in the years and the days to come right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we thank you, Lord, for the celebration and the jubilee that you will Give us and insert in our hearts right now, God. In the midst of whatever the devil try to do, we still praise you, God. We still trust you right now, God. And we thank you for it right now, God. We give you the glory and the honor and the praise. And we thank you all for the purpose being fulfilled and done right now, God. We receive it right now, God. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in. Um, if you want to get in contact with me, you feel free to catch me on Facebook. My name is Brother Prater. Also, um, you go on Facebook, you can see my daily devotions. And if you go on my website, brotherprater.com, you will see my daily devotions, my upcoming event and personal appearances. Also, you can go to the store section of my book called, uh, excuse me, the store section of my website, and you can see one book called A Few Good Men, a path called Fatherhood, which is not just for the men, but it's also for the ladies. Also, my new book, uh, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, and that's a tribute to my friend, my sister, my only sister, Sheila Prater. And I thank each and every one, even during this time, thank you all for continually praying for us and also praying for the needs of others. And if anyone that may be watching, if you know a family who may be going through at this particular time, not just uh, emotionally, but also even hardship, having hard times, let's band together to try to do something that make somebody else's family a little bit brighter. This is a turbulent time. It's difficult time for many people and we're going to be praying that God help each and every one of us with the tools and the equipment to meet the needs of others so with that being said I thank each and every one for tuning in and thank you thank you thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart podcast God bless you and good night Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.